Hi everyone, and thanks for listening to Visibility, the monthly podcast produced by CID, the Council for Intellectual Disability. Here, we'll be telling our stories and exploring some of the issues that impact people with intellectual disability. To find out more about our work, visit www.cid.org.au. Now, settle in and enjoy. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Council for Intellectual Disability acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hi, I'm Adele, and I work with the Council for Intellectual Disability. You're listening to the first episode of our monthly podcast, Visibility. In this series, we'll be talking about relationships, and in this first episode about dating, I'm here speaking with Ella. Welcome, Ella. Hello. How are you today? Pretty well, thanks. That is good. So um, we've got you here because I understand that you have some really interesting experiences that would be great to share with people um, about your um, your dating career and as an adult, how, how that's been for you. Actually, it's been pretty well. Like it's been an adventure. It's like a story I would like to tell people with uh, intellectual disability or in general. Um, I think when you go out dating people, you want to find who you want to date first, what you like to do, hobbies. It's been very interesting. I've dated a range of people. And so in your experience, like how how were your family about you wanting to sort of start dating people? Um, I think they were a bit nervous at first, but you know how families are, you know, when you first have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, they get a bit nervous because they don't want to see your child getting heartbroken so you know they just kind of try and say all right just take care of yourself you know make sure you feel comfortable make sure they're not going to do anything to you you know just you know be safe absolutely and that's it's the same for everybody isn't it yes very much so you're always your uh, parents child aren't you yeah i mean you've got siblings haven't you ella yes because you have an intellectual disability did your parents worry about you just a bit more That's you know, the difference. Because, um, people might take advantage of you because you have an intellectual disability or they might, you know, I'm just like I've had past past people have been a bit mean, you mm. know, my intellectual because they think, oh, well, she's not very smart. Well, I can just do this, do that. So there's lots of different ways that you can meet people these days, isn't there? I mean, yes, you can... you can go out to clubs, pubs. Um, you can even go out on dating apps. Ooh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about your experience with dating apps? Dating apps have been pretty good. I've met a few people from Meet Me. It's a very good site because you can make friendships, um, date, and, yeah, it's pretty good. I liked it because, you know, if you don't want to date, you can just make friends, build a bond with friends, you know? doesn't have to always be dating it's very good yeah um yeah you just got to be safe on it you know yeah. because I feel like when I went on it when I first went on the dating app I didn't know how to do it if you've been in a situation where you've um you've had someone through the app approach you and you you weren't quite sure about them or you're a bit confused was there was there things that that yeah, you did so to help you out some there's some things that were, was a bit bit alert on like sometimes I wouldn't understand people's um 
writing feels too long, like paragraph. There was, you know, I was um, seeing a person and they would write these long messages that didn't make sense and you're just bit, huh, what, why, okay. So I, it was always good to get a friend or a next-door neighbour or, you know, your parents or your brother and sister and always they can check their background too, Facebook, Instagram, you know, anything, social media because, you know, sometimes it's always good just to look at their background. It's very important, you know. You know, it is so important to get to know someone before you actually start going into a relationship and relationships are all different kinds, aren't they? They're yes. friends and colleagues as well as partners and lovers. So just you were mentioning um, what I think is a really great tip um, to go onto the type of um, apps where it's about meeting and friendships and then if something develops from there. But, I mean, it's tricky, like setting up a profile. How did you go setting up your first profile? Oh, well, <laughs> I sometimes didn't understand it, so they would say, put your email in or uh, put your Facebook in. And sometimes I found it a bit bit weird because mm. I thought, oh, well, then people will know me on my Facebook and some people will just message me. That's fine if you know them. That's all good. But I think it's better to be safe to just put your email in and then after that just delete it if you don't like it because if you put it on your Facebook that way I'm like, well, the people can just still message you straight after, you know. So setting up your profile, Ella, um, did you do that yourself or did you do it with a friend? I did, I did it by myself. Okay. Um, I was eager to do it by myself, you know. I wanted to learn new skills and I did. I just went on to meet me, downloaded the app, um, read it about the comments, if it was good or bad, to make sure if it was safe and it was. So it was good and that's how and that's how I met a few friends actually from there. I'm still in contact with them. So it's really good. Like knowing what's real and what's not though, like, you know, well, the you internet's can... an interesting place, isn't it? How that's, did you that, find? That is, that's absolutely right because <laughs> you can tell who's fake and who's real. Ooh, As you how? Can... Okay, well, <laughs> I have a story. It's a bit embarrassing, but it's funny. Um, so I thought I had this person as, as my friend. Then I realized it was a robot. It was not, it was, you know, those people that, you know, how, yeah, yeah, I was talking to one of them. So it's an automated kind of generated, not person thing. (laughs) I found out at the end of the day and I was embarrassed. I'm sure you. I've heard of that, and it's very, very common. And so, how did you know that this, that the the supposed person on the other end of the chat wasn't really a person? How did you find out? Because I asked them to send me a picture, and they wouldn't. Uh, okay. And then I just thought, well, this is a bit weird and shady, yeah. so I'm just gonna. Yeah. Well, Ella, that's a really good point. So I guess how do we know what's real and what's not? That's a that's a great story. And and you know, millions of people have been in that same situation. But you were you were smart enough to go, hang on a minute, if you can't send me a picture of your face so I can see who I'm talking with, then clearly you're not a person. So that would be a good um sort of hint, I guess, saying, Oh And if they have a fake profile picture, which you'll know straight away if it's a fake profile picture, don't talk to them, just move on. How do you know? How do you know it's a fake Um, profile picture, Ella? Because there's people who have real pictures like me. I Mm. put a real picture. I don't put fake profile pictures. There's people assume that you're that girl when you're not. 
Mm. Um, How can you tell though? Actually, the funny story is I had one person that looked really good and the person that actually looked like that actually. But it's funny, but sometimes people put Photoshop to make them look skinnier, <laughs> to make them look they have a big bum. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah. You can tell straight away. I've learned with dating apps that you have to make sure if they're real or not because at the end of the day you could be just talking to someone. You don't know, but oh no, geez, what have I got myself into? And I've been stuck in that situation. And that's how you learn. Okay, so this idea of trusting your instincts and safety while dating sounds like something we should really talk more about. Let's just go to a short break and then we'll get straight back into it. You're listening to Visibility, the podcast produced by the Council for Intellectual Disability. If you're enjoying this episode, you can support us by reviewing us through Apple, Podchaser, or your favourite listening app. Welcome back. We're talking with Ella about dating when you have an intellectual disability. Before the break, we'd started to talk about trusting your instincts when dating, but I'm curious, Ella, to know your thoughts about if there are other steps that people could take to stay safe. So, you know, just say you've been chatting with someone and you're ready to meet meet up with them. Can you give us some thoughts or advice about how you might do that safely? Uh, Yes, always meet in a public place. That's always a good tip. And make sure if it's the afternoon or the morning, if you feel comfortable, I feel like it's always safe to do, I feel like for me it's always better to do morning because you have the whole day to plan what you want to do. Because if you do the afternoon, you know, you might be, you know, go out by four, four, five or six in the afternoon or evening, then it's going to get too late and you, and you kind of get a bit scared where, oh, my God, I'm, I'm going to be stuck. I'm mm. going to get home. Yeah. It's always better to do it morning or the afternoon or if they're going to be home, that's always good too. But you always got to be safe. You know, got to get to know them more, not just take them straight away in, the, in your car. You know. Be and safe. so, Ella, would you say that? Um, that I mean, you just mentioned that perhaps you'd feel safer during daylight hours, yes. right? So, would you say that, um, like maybe you might, you know, meet up at a cafe or something like that, yeah, like so they have a bit of a day date yeah, to start? Like, like a, yeah. If it's a real day, like a day date where you getting to know the person and you two are like, oh, okay, let's catch up here. All right, awesome. Um, and, you know, you see where you go from there in the morning and if you guys are still doing really good, then maybe do something in the night time, like take a break, mm-hmm. go back home, do whatever, and then go back, you know. You know, you can plan the day by going to Luna Park or going to the zoo, you know. Oh, I love uh, that. <laughs> so, you know, you just got to pick what you want. In yeah. your day, if you're into hiking, horse riding, bushwalking, yeah, anything. But like, like I said, get to know the person more before you go on a date. Yeah, that's a really good tip as well, Ella. So I'm hearing things like, you know, if you need support to set up your profile, do that. Yeah, I'm hearing that it's really important to get to know someone as a bit of a friend first. So maybe consider some of those. Um, apps that are more like friendship based to start with yeah I'm also hearing that you need to consider the times of day that you feel comfortable meeting with someone and always meet someone in public in a public place and oh I forgot always missing something always make sure you have someone as a backup call if the date goes wrong 
Oh, I've seen this in movies. Explain the backup call, Ella. Okay. Well, it's kind of funny. If the date goes pear-shaped, I wish someone called me uh, to get me a backup. I'm like, yeah, sure, okay, I need to go home. Oh, so I need help at home. See you later, but thank you so much. Good day. So it's a bit like a pretend call, like a get-out-of-jail-free card. You get one of your mates to call you an hour in. Yes. If the date is good, just... Leave it, just say, yeah, I'm doing great. Talk to you later. Mm. Or if the date's going really bad, just give me a call, please. You know? That's also a good safety thing too, Ella, isn't it? That yes. you that you have at least one person yes. who knows where you are at the time yes. and is clocking whether you're okay. Yeah. Yeah. So funny in the movies, but also I think, yeah. Real that's in, a- the, in the life because, you know, oh, yeah. if the date is pear-shaped, like I said, Sometimes dates do not end very well and sometimes you're like, oh, my God, what have I got myself into? (laughs) This guy is so boring me out, you know, (laughs) talking about trains or buses, you know. Right is that your uh, is is that your sign that this is not going to work? As soon as public transport comes up, you're out. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess you know we're really talking here about opening up to the idea that everybody wants relationships on some level, and everybody wants access to like-minded people, and everybody wants to be attracted to someone and fall in love. Or, of course, how- like you know, you want that experience. You don't want to you know miss out. You know, you want to have a good life. You know healthy life you just got to be careful what places you go and steps who you date like but if you know the people the person then you're going to be fine and if they do like you or warts and all then they are good you know <laughs> good heart you know you don't yeah. want someone that's not going to treat you respectfully and she's going to use you and not yeah like you. yeah i agree and so speaking about the elephant in the room at what point um did you find that it was important for you to talk about your disability not talk about it at all how did that work for you because i imagine there was different responses from different people Well, i think once you make build that friendship up and they get to know you more i think telling your story is good um but you know or if you feel comfortable telling them the story straight away then they should understand or maybe if they don't understand maybe just move on and move on to the next person because you know there's always the mr right there so you're just <laughs> going to be sure that the person you want to date the guy or whoever or girl you know are going to respect you because mm. everyone in this world wants respect and love not want to be treated badly you know and at the end of the day, everyone wants respect. Totally, don't we? Don't we all? Ella, tell me, what is the weirdest date <laughs> you've ever been on? So I went on a date with this guy and it was awful. So we went to a restaurant, like a restaurant cafe, and we sat there, we got some drinks, like some Coke and lemonade, and he didn't talk at all. And he was on his phone just flicking through and I was chatting, you know, trying to get to know him and he was just didn't give a damn. He was just like, no, no. And I said, oh, what would you like to do after? And he he goes, I probably just want to go home. So after like (laughs) an hour or two, he just wanted to leave. Wow. And then after that, we never talked and then he just kind of left. 
Well, that that made that easy though. Imagine if you wanted to see you again. That would have been very confusing. And I mean, Ella, that is a great example though. You don't know someone until you actually meet them face to face. So being able to do that in a cafe where you're safe. And so um, as much as you can chat on an app, you can text chat people. And have um, have you ever done like where you phone chat with people again before you meet them? Oh, yeah, I've done a video chat, so I said, oh, would you like me to do a video call? I think we'd better if we do a face-to-face, and they go, sure, that's great. If they're not, then it's just like, ooh, okay, well, then just leave it alone and see from there, or if they're just a bit nervous, you can always talk to them on the phone and be like, okay, now we've talked on the phone a bit more, why don't we um, do a video chat? That's a great idea to really get to know whether the person is real and genuine. Ella, thank you so much for chatting with us today. I think your experience and your insight into the world of dating when you're a person with an intellectual disability and you're someone, Ella, who um, has always been a really positive advocate for your peers and I really thank you for your time today here at CID and our Visibility Podcast. Well, thank you. I enjoyed it and I hope people out there who listen enjoy it and learn. Um, I'm just saying to everyone who's out there, you have a right to date whoever and whatever. Don't let people stop you just because you have a disability. You know, say I'm proud I have a disability. Um, even if I have problems, I'm still human. You know, I may have a few issues, but at the end of the day, everyone has a few issues. Thanks so much, Ella, for everything you shared with us today. It's been really interesting and valuable. You've been listening to CID's Visibility Podcast, and next month we'll be talking with Judith about the joys and challenges of family relationships when you have an intellectual disability. We look forward to having you join us again then. Thanks for listening. You can support our podcast by leaving a review, the Apple, or your listening app of choice. Until next month.